Hi, it's Milton. I'm starting a new script analysis class on the 20th of April, Wednesday. The class will meet for six weeks from 5 to 6.30. Script analysis is meant to help us look at the text of a play and figure out what exactly do I look for in order to make these talented choices that I want to make. For more information about the class, email us at scriptanalysisclass at gmail.com. Scriptanalysisclass, one word, at gmail.com. Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. For those of you who periodically send me emails with questions, both Amanda and Tamara sent similar questions. So the question was, how much information do we need? And it's such an interesting question. And I realize one of the things that's happening is that for the first time, you all are beginning to see all of the avenues available to us that we never knew were available before. It just never occurred to us. And quite honestly, we are just scratching the surface. There is a book called Timetables of History. We didn't even get into this. The book called Timetables of History is fantastic research. I'm not even sure they do it anymore, but you can get it used. And I just would like to show you the sort of things that it has. So what it does is take year by year, as an example, this is 1949, history and politics, literature and theater, religion and philosophy, And it really goes through everything year by year. Daily life, visual arts, music. And it goes year by year by year. It actually starts back at the Greeks. I mean, as an example, in this period in 1952 was Jackson Pollock. Salvador Dali, the Christ of St. John on the Cross. That famous painting was 1951. So there, there are a bunch of things that are at work here. One of them is, and Tamara asked me the question, how much do we need to know about the playwright? And I think all of this goes together. I like to know about the playwright because, as a friend of mine said, it tells you what cloud you're under. And I love that term. It was Chris Thornton tale. And he he finally got it. He said, I get it, I get it. Knowing who the playwright is tells you what cloud you're under. And we were working on Eugene O'Neill at the time, so cloud was the operative word. But it becomes valuable. I mean, we're working on Clifford Odets now. Next term, we'll work on Arthur Miller. And the one after that, we'll work on Tennessee Williams. So what begins to happen is you get this working knowledge of great playwrights. And so it's almost like it cuts down time later. We didn't know this is what we were supposed to be studying in drama school, I have to say. We didn't know we were supposed to be studying uh, literature and interpretation 
and history all at the same time. We, it's I, Nobody ever put that together. And I always think Stella's the first person that put it together because it becomes fascinating to me. I, I mean, I, I, it's just I start looking at all of this, and Amanda said the same thing. She said, I'd start going down and start going down this. Tamara asked a really good question as well. It's like... You know, when do I know too much? When is am I too much in my head? So, okay. Fortunately for all of you, I keep reading these translations of Stanislavski because I have no life. So one of the things that I read this week or last week was something that said that we must develop the ability to figure out what is essential and what is non-essential information. And that is, you know, to me, this is like all part of, this is what I get good at. I, I think in time, you get good at looking at something and saying, I can figure out based on how old Bernie Dodd is, he's like 30, so when he was 15, that would have been like 1935. So it's quite possible that he saw the group, the, you know. So, okay. So there's certain things that become important and certain things that don't become important. Some things, I don't know, I just like knowing. Is it going to make a difference in the play? Not particularly. I enjoy the idea of, I wonder when Bernie Dodd first saw a play. And it is fun for me to look back and say at his age, let's say he first saw a play when he was 15, 16, 17 years old. And so it was the 1930s in New York. And then I invent this, this short film. And that's the way I think of them. You know, over a period of time, I have this short film in my mind called Bernie Dodd's First Play. You know, those are kind of fun. Now, there are different things that are absolutely essential. I've mentioned this before, but since it came up, I, I will say when I was my most disciplined, certain things were really important to me. And one of them was going through and underlining everything that had a past. I mean, in the second scene I sent you, there's a line where he says, I was married to one like you. Okay, so that is a line. I know there is a past. And they're all the way through this. There's a thing in the scene we haven't finished yet where she, where he says, oh, were you in Hollywood? That was the year we were married. We were out there. Do you see, these are things that the writer gives you that has to do with a past that I want to build. You can think of it as a monologue that's not in the play. You can say, let me tell you about Hollywood. And so you can build that monologue. You could certainly build it by seeing this, this film in your head of being at a party and no one talking to her. And so you say, yeah, oh, yes, I've got that.
This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. So there, there are ways to build a past. And for those of you who have read my book, if you look at the chapter called Isabel Clare's Timeline, I've loved it because I, how to build the past has always been a question for me. And when I was in Prague, sorry, sorry, the city name drop, but when I was in Prague several years ago, and I just kept saying to people, you know, yes, but how do you build the past? And so some pretentious asshole from Moscow, you know, said, oh, it's very easy. It is the past. It is you said, and you build it and you talk about it. And I, so, and I said, no, no, it's not that easy. My question was, in building the past, I had always built it from the perspective of the present. In other words, I know the present of the play. I know what play I am in at this moment. I will build the past from the perspective of now. I know where I am now, and my relationship to the past will be that way. In life, we do that. If I finally confess to Tamara the absolute depth of depression in my, it wasn't even depression, but like when I bottomed out the most in my career. So I am building those moments from the perspective of now, uh, which always made sense to me, but it always hit me that there was something slightly not together about that. And so Isabel who was giving a session, and she's the one who said to me, well, do you know what I do? I love Isabel. She was so happy to make it into the book. Anyway, she said, uh, what I do is my students draw an imaginary line on the floor. And so here is the present. And down there is the past. And up there is the future. And so she said, and so I walked down to the past. And she said, before I step on the line, I can say anything I want. I can analyze. I can philosophize. I can, you know, I can do all those kind of things we do to keep from doing the work. Do you all know that tendency of ours? We talk about it. We talk about, so, you know, in this scene, I think he's, you know, and so we do a lot of talk about it, so we don't have to do the work. Okay. But then she said, when you step on the line, you are in that moment. And you describe that moment from being in that moment. So if I'm playing Georgie and I want to build Hollywood, I know enough about her character now. And I build it by maybe just saying, I'm 
standing at a party and people are laughing. I, 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 I think that's Elizabeth Taylor. And she's laughing with Frank, who's charmed. But nobody sees me. And then I step off the line. Isabel uh, threw in, I, I think she said, most of the time actors can't do it for, for more than about 45 seconds, maybe a minute, because it's so intense. Okay, now I move back up to the present, and I'm in a scene. I'm in a scene with Bernie Dodd, who says, oh, I didn't know you were in Hollywood. And I said, yes, it was, but I now own that experience having lived through it in the present, which I think is a fascinating way to work. I invite all of you to try it and let me know how it goes because I found it absolutely fascinating. Yeah, because you take dead facts and you experience them and breathe I know, yes, and yeah. in that moment, in that moment, because here's the thing. Okay, so many things go together, and you're not going to get it all overnight. But when we talk about the past, and I know I've talked about this before, but it will begin to make more sense. When we talk about the past from the perspective of the present, it is informed by the action we're playing. Do you all understand the concept of actions a little bit? I mean, it's such a weird concept. I spent my whole life, and I kept saying, God, finding an action, Jesus Christ. And, 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 and as you'll know, I gave up the idea of finding an action by active verb because I just found it too crippling. It's just like, if I had to come up with an active verb, when I direct, I do most of the time. But if I had to come up with an active verb, Every time I did something, I, 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 I killed myself trying to figure out what verb to use. It's like I can't act because I'm so busy trying to come up with a verb. And you, ne you never find the right one. You're always thinking, there must be a better one. Or I yeah, I know. It's like, my God, what are we talking about? I'm mixing a lot of stuff. I apologize. This all goes back to how much do I need to know. And I went off on a tangent, which... You all have now been in my class for six weeks. You are totally aware can, of this. Can I ask a, a quick yep. question about going through those and exploring those moments in the past? Will you talk out what you're experiencing emotionally or when you're talking through, you know, what's going on, do you just experience the emotion and perhaps a lot? Okay. I'll say this. I honestly think one of the great things that Stella said was the way you say the action is the way you'll do the action. And man, that to me is at the absolute crux of the problem we have as actors. We think acting is about answering the question correctly. And it's about the experience of the answer to the question. And so that was a huge breakthrough for me, I, I have to tell you. If I said to you, what's Bernie like? 
And you said to me, very together. He's very uh, ambitious. He's he's very uh, clear what he wants. I have no idea how you're going to play him. But if I say, what is Bernie like? And as soon as you say to me, man, he is dead on about everything he talks about. He takes no bullshit. He has one thing in mind, one focus in mind. And now I know where where you're going. See what I mean? And it's because you answered the question experientially. You didn't do it as if you were in a class. You didn't do it intellectually. You didn't do it philosophically. You did it experientially. And so therefore, now I know how you're going to play the part. Hey, everybody, it's Walker Vreeland, producer of I Don't Need an Acting Class. The podcast is conceived and hosted by Milton Justice, and our music is provided by Jeffrey Keezer. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. And thanks so much for listening. 